good Sunday morning. You're listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio, here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire to inform and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast, or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We would love to hear from you. caller that asked this question and it was in reference to the building of the wall which we see in Nehemiah there are many reference to building the wall and so their question was this what does the wall mean you know what what are the walls in reference to spiritually? That's interesting because we had talked about this with the uh, prayer group a couple of weeks ago. And I believe that the walls, it, it could symbolically and spiritually represent several things. But what I believe that uh, I was understanding from the scriptures as I was reading it was that the walls represent a standard of righteousness. Because if you remember that when they built the wall, it was to keep the enemy out. Mm-hmm. And I believe that our righteousness, the righteousness of God in Christ that we have, have it keeps the world out and the ungodliness out of us and it holds up a standard for God inside mm-hmm. of us. it separates us for service to God and it's something you can stand upon that wall they built they could stand upon it they could look out over the land to see the enemy approaching it was also the wall was ordained of God as our righteousness is ordained of God and the wall had to be maintained there could be breaches in the wall and they would have to go in and fix it and pass it up just as in our righteousness we can have uh, we can have kinks in the armor we can have breaches in our righteous like David had when he sinned and there could be things that we need to get right when Achan there was sin in the camp and they had to get the sin out of the camp but we have to have a standard of righteousness and it's something that you have to war for spiritually mm-hmm. you have to fight to maintain that righteousness fight the good fight of faith and they had to fight to maintain that which God had given them even though they had a wall and it was a defense they still had to be ready for battle because the wall alone does not keep men and the enemy away but it is a deterrent but they will still come and challenge you even with a wall the enemy will still challenge you even though you're righteous but but you have to be willing to stand in faith upon that which God has given you and the last thing is that the enemy Sanballat, Tobiah and Gershom they began to mock the people of God as they were building the wall And that is what the enemy, the world will do to anyone who tries to live a righteous life in Christ. He will mock you. Mm. And even the people in the church, if they're not careful, will mock you and say, it doesn't take all of that. But what I want to say is stand in the righteous 
righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, it pleases God. Thank you for asking that question. You know, even as you were given the answer, I began to think about the Bible says in Ephesians 6 that we're supposed to put on the armor of God. And one of the armors on that we're supposed to put on is the breastplate of righteousness. And do mm. you know that it shows that righteousness is our protection? Have you ever thought about it's, that? It's a standard. It's a standard because when you're righteous, you have access unto God. It is our protection. Mm. My God, that's a, that's a good answer. You know, we're gonna that leads us into uh, what we're gonna talk about today. The Spirit of the Lord has spoken to me about a week ago, and it was like a clarion call. And I heard these two words. It says, "Close ranks." And so I sense that there is something that is about to happen, and God is telling the body of of Christ, corporately and wow. individually, to come together and to work together. A clarion call is one that is of goes out to a group of people as a gathering, meaning to stand up, watch, because there's something I want to say to you, and I want you to hear, adhere to it. You know, it's the, a request for action, a, a call, to, a call action. to action. And you know, the Bible says, the Lord says that he doesn't do anything unless he first reveal, reveal it, it to the prophets mm. and to my friends. So this is what he is saying. Listen, close ranks. And you know, I'm going to give you a couple of def- definitions about what it means to close ranks. The first def- definition, it says, when the members of a group or organization close rank, they make an effort to stay united, especially in order to defend themselves from severe criticism. But then also when you hear the word close ranks, it is a military term. And I think this, this definition is, is very uh, appropriate for what God is saying to us today. Uh, he's saying in the military terms, it denotes bringing troops into close order. So there are no gaps in fighting What God is saying that, listen, I want you all to come together closer. I want you to be able to remove some things in the ranks and the ranks is the body of Christ that no longer is needful, is no longer expedient. There are some gaps in the uh, wall that you, the body of Christ, need to feel. There are some breaches that you need to close up because if those breaches are allowed to stay open, the enemy is going to find access through those breaches Reaches. And so he's calling us right now to come together. You must realize that the enemy's goal is to take away territory. It is to annihilate your values and your rules. And when I think about that, I think about the most recent terrorist attacks and, and that is going on all over the world. And it's basically against the values that we hold here in the United States of America, realizing that we were built on Christian principles but there are attacks against what we believe in and our values and our way of living. And so God is saying to the body of Christ that there is an attack that is coming and he's calling you and calling us to close ranks. You know that there is a lot of division in the body of Christ. One division and we say denomination, Mm -hmm. division on race, and some say division ge- geographically, but when socioeconomic, so, I mean, and they're used to confuse us and to keep us off kilter. It is not about those things. It is about the Lord Jesus Christ. Those things are just a distraction because why the enemy sees that we're making headway. But you know what? When you talk about a clarion call, it, it, it reminds me in the scripture when he says the time when you hear the sound. 
of the trumpet. And when you hear the clarion call of God, when you hear the call that goes out from the people, the prophetic voice of God, and he's and it's giving you in unison instruction to do a thing, you have to respond. If you don't respond to what God is saying, then you miss what comes afterwards. Right. So when it's just like the lunch bell. If you don't come to the cafeteria when the lunch bell is wrong, <laughs> lunch only happens for a certain amount of time. You come to the cafeteria when lunch is over and everything's been cleaned up, the food has been put away, and you just missed your lunch. So when you hear the clarion call of God being made and God is saying, come together, here's the instruction of the Lord. Here's what I need you to do. And that just, we got to turn our eyes toward the Lord. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And when he gives us instruction, if we don't turn in unison and do what the Lord is instructing us to do, I fear that we, some might be left behind in this time of blessing in what God is going to do because we have not heeded. When the water gets troubled, you got to move when the water gets troubled. You know, I'd like to move on Monday at two o'clock, but that's not when the Lord troubles the water. I'd like to move on Thursday at five o'clock because it's most convenient for me, but you got to move when he troubles the water. He said, sometimes the angel would come and trouble the water, but there was nobody to put me in when the water was troubled. By the time I got in there, the water ceased to be troubled and there was no more healing for me. You got to move when the water's being troubled. God is troubling the water. You know what? Even with the clarion call, usually it's with the trumpet. And when the trumpet is sound, it has a very clear, Distinct. distinct sound that sometimes when the trumpet will will blow and it means to gather it's sometimes when the, the trumpet will blow and it means the enemy is at hand but if you did not know the sound of the trumpet when the enemy was at hand you still would be in the vineyard trying to pluck up some grapes or something like that and he's saying come together because we are under attack and that's what God is saying I asked the Lord I said Lord you gave me this word closed ranks would you please confirm this with a scripture what is it that you're trying to say and he gave me Nehemiah 4 and it's like this and I'm going to start at the sixth verse in Nehemiah 4 and it says so built we the wall and all the wall was joined together until the half thereof for the people had a mind to work I have mm. to believe when I read that verse it's, it's him saying you're doing good you're making progress you, you're really watching you're really speaking the prophetic word you're really praising me but there's still some work that has to be done this wall cannot be built halfway this wall has to be finished it has to be done with because there's an enemy at hand and then it goes to verse 7 it says but it came came to pass that when Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Amorites and the Astrodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up. See, the enemy, they're seeing the progress too. He says then that the breaches, and in some translations, it says gaps began to be stopped. It says, then they were very wroth. Your enemy is seeing the body of Christ building and praying and being obedient to the Lord. 
In the Message Bible, that same verse says, When Sanballat, Tobiah, and the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashdodites heard that the repairs of the walls of Jerusalem were going so well that the breaks in the wall were being fixed, they were absolutely furious, and they put their heads together and decided to fight against Jerusalem and create as much trouble as they possibly could. And the Bible says, I love this part, we countered with prayer mm. to our God and set a round-the-clock guard against them. Can't you hear God talking mm. through this whole thing? Mm. This is not a time to be lights. This is a time to pray fast. This is a time to really be alert to be that watchman on the wall because there is something that's coming and he's given a call to the body of Christ to wake up, to stand. And what we have to know to get on your to post, get on your to post. do what he called you. And and listen, the enemy was watching them the whole, the time, whole time because it says when they realized that this was because they had tried to intimidate them. Remember From what the they beginning. said in the earlier verses, they said, listen, if a little fox would climb on that wall, that whole wall would fall down. They they said, that wall's not going to mount to anything. What is it that you feeble Jews think you're doing? But they kept on working. Yes, the Bible said they had a mind to work. They had a mind to work. They kept on working. And so that's when the verse we just read says, when they saw that the wall was being built, the breaches were being closed. When he sees you closing ranks, when he sees you coming together in the spirit, you're no longer talking about us against them, white against black, Republican against Democrat, back Baptist against Methodist, That's Episcopalian it. against Pentecostal, but we are coming together under the one bloodstained banner of the Lord. For who has saved you and washed you and cleansed you? And by whose blood have That's you good. been delivered? It's the blood of Jesus. There's only one name given under heaven whereby we must be saved. Buddha's not going to get this thing done. Muhammad can't get you saved. Nothing else will get you out of your dilemma but the glorious name of the Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ. When we close ranks and come together as one under the bloodstained banner of Jesus Christ, we will see the walls being built, the breaches being repaired. Right. We will see the enemy. This is the other thing. We can rejoice in all that, but here's the thing. We will see the enemy getting more angry and the That's enemy right. intensifying the fight. They said the enemy conspired. conspired that means they came them. together and began to take counsel on how they were going what to What are get we going to do? I'm telling you. The taunting didn't the, work. The taunting didn't work. The planning, the money that we put and threw at this thing, it didn't work. I mean, we had all the money and we had all the famous people backing us mm. and it still did not work. We knew all the secret avenues. We knew what the desires we thought of their heart was and it we tried to drive one and it still didn't work. Set, and set, then, the, set the ditch in front of their feet and it looked like they walked right in it but kept on going. Kept on going. It was a big old hole looked like in the wall in their life. There was some breaches in their life, some things that some they couldn't shame, get, some shame, some disappointment, some, some failure, over, Ooh, some failure in their lives. And that enemy says, see that right there, that hole, this that's, get that's an opening right there. Let's, let's attack. She's on the right track, but there's some areas that we need to deal with that if we don't cover her, then the enemy will take advantage of those weak areas in her life. There are some areas that in our lives that we got to ask God, mm. God, where 
of those breaches in my life. I, I want to close ranks. I want to hmm. be unified first with you so that I can be unified with my brothers, brothers and, sisters. and sisters. What are those areas in my life that is a weak area that the enemy is trying to infiltrate? And he'll begin to show you. It could be you all focused. You're being distracted. Hmm. You, you, you got unforgiveness in your heart. There, there are some things and he's saying, I'm, uh, this, this is the area right now that I'm, I'm pinpointing because there's a gap there that the enemy is trying to get through. And you know what? Here is one example of a gap that God allowed to be exposed. Think about Job when the devil came before God uh, and God said, have you considered my servant Job? The devil's response was, I considered him, but you got a hedge around him and I can't get through it. And God allowed the breaches in that hedge to be exposed. He said, you can go ahead and touch him and do what you want, but don't take his life. So what happened is when he allowed his friends to turn against him, when he allowed his cattle and his children and everything he had to be gone, we see a breach in the hedge that was around Job. And here's a breach. At first, Job was okay. And this is how we are. At first, he fell on his face and he worshiped God. But after a while, when the trouble began to be so heavy and it never was relenting and then Job you find Job began to accuse God he began to stand in self-righteousness mm. and he said wait a minute I was I was eyes to the blind I fed the hungry I did everything I knew to do my righteousness looks okay to me God and that's when God had to wrap himself in a whirlwind mm. and come down and say Job where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth stand up like a man and answer me if you know there's some things Job you have done and you've done them very well I testified to the devil about you but when there is error in your life there is no accusation that stands against the righteousness of God I don't care how good you've lived and how much you've done when trouble comes in your life the fault is not gonna be in God you've got to always remember that the God we serve is without fault and without failure. There's no shadow of turning with him. He's faithful to the end. Everything he said he would do, he's done it. And he is a good God to you, even in your darkest day. He is a faithful God to you, even when it looks like you're losing everything you own. Mm -hmm. God has never forsaken the righteous. And the Bible said it, and it's true. The righteous seed has never begged for bread. Mm -hmm. And you know, God is, is saying he is bringing us together as one body in Christ, Jesus Christ being the head. Listen, there is an enemy that's trying to draw you out of rank. And mm. you feel that your giftings are not needed. You feel that there is nothing in you that you can contribute to the body of Christ. You feel I've been here so long and they have not called on me. What is my value in this body of Christ? But I come to tell you today that the devil is trying to draw you away from the body of Christ. Why? Because there is a gifting that is valuable to the body mm. of Christ. The enemy is trying to remove you out of the body of Christ because you are a joint that is supplying the other joint and when you are missing that body cannot 
function is dysfunctional. It cannot move. And just move. because you don't know what part you're supplying, just because you don't see it, just because nobody walked up and said thank you, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that what you're contributing hadn't been Jesus. needed. I mean, just because you haven't been the one out front to get the praise, don't you ever think that you're not needed? Just like they gave the analogy in the scripture. I mean, if the eye were to say, since I'm not the hearing, isn't there's no need of me, and it stops seeing you'd be in trouble if the bowels were to back up and say since I get no glory I don't need to work and it stopped working you'd surely die even the least comely parts of your body are needed you might not know what they're needed for you might not understand Mm. their function and their purpose but everything in your body is intricately designed and it works together to do what God has intended for it to do I'm telling you you need everything that God gave you and God forgive us for overlooking any parts of the body any giftings that he put in our midst sometimes we glorify only the ones that are out front those fivefold ministries and we heap all the praise and the honor upon Mm. them you need to give thanks and appreciation to the less comely parts those that are not out front because we need everything working together as you said fitly joined together together. supplying whatever Everybody needs in the body. Close ranks because I need you to survive. concerned about the affairs of the world he's saying to close ranks he's saying to come together because if you don't the enemy will overtake you listen even as you were talking i was thinking about that movie the 300 i'm telling you that's Mm. been a movie that i will always hold dear to my heart because i could hear god speaking in that movie and one of the things that that i noticed is that it was only 300 soldiers against the assyrians that they had thousands and thousands and thousands when they got finished defeating the first group here come another group and every time they defeated the first group they had to come back together and regroup and protect themselves and this is what they did they would get into a tight spot and what they did was they would take their shields and they will 
come so close together because they knew that the enemy was going to shoot some fiery darts. And sure enough, they did. Those darts, were there were so many that it looked like it would black out the sky. What did they do? They came together and began to take their shield and hold it up over their heads so that not one of those mm. arrows could have come through because they had come so tight together that those arrows did not penetrate the shield of faith. And that's what the shield does. It quenches the fiery yes, darts. And that movie allowed you to see those fiery darts being heralded at them and the fate, the shield quenching or blocking or preventing those darts from, from doing what they were intended to do. And so it is with God. You might not have the biggest group. You might not have Come the on. largest church. You might not have the, the greatest army, but God will take little and he will defeat the larger because he is blessing you. Think about Gideon and his army. He started out with a whole bunch of men. It wasn't that he didn't have a large group. It was that God said, you got too many. I want to do this thing so miraculously, so supernaturally that you got too many for it to be a miracle. I want you to dwindle that thing down to just 300 men so that when I give you, when I give you the victory, mm. it will be no doubt in anybody's mind that the Lord has fought for you. In Nehemiah 4, where he said that he placed some men in the lower part of the wall and some on the higher part of the wall. And when I look at that, I said, what is the lower part of the wall? The lower part of the wall is near the foundation. And if the foundation is weak, the wall cannot stand. So he placed the army, some troops there and come together to repair the gaps in the foundation. And don't you know, we as the body of Christ, we need to go back to the foundation. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? What can the righteous do? We need to get back to the prayer and the fasting. We need to get back to the intercessory prayers. We need to get back to teaching and the word of God and standing on those principles. We need to be able to say, what does God say? When we look at the culture that we're living in today, where it looks like everything that God said is right, they declare wrong and everything God declare wrong, they declare right. We need to be the people of God, the body of Christ to stand up and say, God says that is wrong. When we get back to the fact, do you know that when the preachers begin to teach the truth, it has to be what does the Lord say? It it's not be. about pop culture. It's not about what the uh, the multitudes or the populist people voted on. It's not about what is the the you know what way the wind is blowing today. But what does the Lord say? And when you know what the word of the Lord is, who is on the Lord's side? Who's willing to stake their lives upon the truth of the living God? It has to be not about what do you think about gay marriage? What do you think yes. about? this what are you it doesn't matter what i think about it it doesn't matter what you think about it what does the lord but say you know what when we begin to start preaching that word listen if we don't begin to start closing ranks and closing the gaps in the walls in psalms 19 he says the law of the lord in the seventh verse it says the law of the lord is perfect converting the soul the testimony of the lord is sure making wise the simple you have to believe the word of god it said it's perfect it's, perfect. it's flawless it is absolutely perfect so what does the lord say so what if some do not believe will it change or affect the truth of god 
God forbid, let God be true and every man be a lie. God, he does not need a plurality. He does not need a majority. He does not need your vote. His law is perfect whether you believe it or not. We need to express clearly what God is calling for. Close ranks. We've talked about it up and even until this point. The first thing that we need to do is that we have to have the mind to work. Remember in Nehemiah says they had a mind to Mm. work and we have to purpose in our heart to stand for righteousness. Remember we, you had said that righteousness is our protection. Remember Mm. we have to have the mind to work. We have to continue to build the wall. We have to continue to move in spite of the criticism of the enemy. We have to continue to move and teach the word of God, regardless of the verbal attacks that the enemy has used against us in order to draw us away from God. Matter of fact, it should draw us closer and deeper to God. When the enemy continued to speak against them building the wall, what did they do? What did Nehemiah say? He said, I prayed unto the Lord. The other thing he did, he stayed with what he was doing. He was focused. I mean, he said, I cannot come down. They kept sending letters to him. They kept sending (laughs) inquiries to him. They kept sending requests to him. They kept wanting him anything I can do just to get you down from the wall because I know if I can get you down the one thing about it is if you're down here talking to me if you're down here fighting with me you can't be up there building the wall so they kept trying to get him down from the wall. He said I cannot come down. I'm doing the work of the Lord and he kept on working. Oh my God he kept on working and he kept the people focused on the task in which God had given him. He said, you know, the hand of God is with me He, because you've seen the favor that's been on my life. And the people saw it. They knew that their city was broken down. Look at our cities. Look at our communities. Now, this was one of the things that Nehemiah even told him. He said, come brothers, let us build so that we will not be a reproach in the land. And just when it's getting good, sadly, we are out of time. Lord, continue to strengthen us, continue to keep us. Lord, we thank you and we praise you and we honor your blessed name. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time.